It's okay. kind of like the cousin of Northern Aggression, I think. I think that's exactly what it would be. All right. Are we ready to start? Randy's not very aggressive. Neither just, of them are. I just wanted to use the of Northern Aggression part. Okay. I've been watching a lot on TikTok about the Lost Cause. So. All right, let's start this thing. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen tonight? We got several hosts in a bar. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of Lemma Champ or Lucky Track Dog League you run, SCC or NASA, we won't discriminate as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of amateur endurance racing and whether it's on the spot hella sweet or we're lucky enough and chrissy gives us just the tip we're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less everyone all five of us report to the paddock this is chris this is chrissy i'm jeff i'm mental and the doctor's in the house Whoa. and we are one racers Thanks for coming back and listening to it. It's not Mexican Independence Day of our podcast. It's episode 189, and we are not recording on May 5th, but we were supposed to. So that's why this was pre-written. Um, but anyway, also noticed Cinco de Mayo yesterday, which is actually observed to commemorate the Mexican army's victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Puebla on May 5th, 1862. And it generates beer sales on par with the Super Bowl. And if you're not driving the car... Is- not really celebrated in Mexico, as I understand. No. <laughs> Excuse for us gr- dr- gringos to eat tacos and drink beer. Yeah, drink beer. Or margaritas, margaritas whichever you like. Yeah, yeah. Nachos would be good. I think we're going to celebrate it on May 8th because that just worked out better for us. Saturday. But uh, it's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Great. Um, well, you know, I, I just want to go right to uh, to Mental and Donnie what they're working on because they're sitting in a bar with a BMW hood behind them with a different BMW painted on it, having a beverage in Sebring, Florida. What you, you guys have had a quite a week, so tell us more. Okay, um, so we did. We wrapped up the Texas Rattle Traps Women's Rally. More on that later. Uh, we're prepping for Lemon Sebring, which we should be prepping because we're in the bar at the Seven Hotel at Sebring Raceway. We're not ready um, at all. Everyone, raise your hand if you're surprised. You'll, you'll notice we're not. Yeah, either. no. Yeah, 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 no. There's, there is a race car in the vicinity of the racetrack. There is. It's partially themed. It kind of runs. So, um, all right. Kind of like your last rally car. Yes, yeah, exactly like uh, the rally car. And we're going to be talking about that later as well. Uh, we could play Guess the Rental, but you know what we got. Uh, Donnie, through his corporate contacts, got us a 2021 Jeep Wrangler turbo four-cylinder, eight-speed transmission, uh, Canadian plates. That was fun when I got pulled over in Florida. More <laughs> on that later. Um and we both decided over 4,200 and some odd miles that we love that Jeep. That thing is fantastic. What a great car. It's comfortable. It can do things that old Jeeps couldn't do, like run freeway speeds and even Not beyond freeway speeds. Yeah, it's, it, it was comfortable. It was capable. It got like 20 miles per gallon with our foot in it. it. It actually does pretty decent burnouts. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was I was not upset with that at all. And it was you could have a conversation without raising your voice in the truck at the Texas speed limit of eighty miles an hour. Yes. And that was was not terrible at all. Incidentally, just uh, for future knowledge, that's the speed limit in Texas. Doesn't work when you're stopped in Florida. Yep. They do also frown upon it when you go over that in Texas, but yeah. Yeah. But more on that later. Chris, well, or Chrissy, what are you guys been working on? Oh, mine's important. I just did a lot of yard work, which makes me sound boring compared to all the work that Chris is going to tell you about, but it was a lot. So we'll just say that. Chris, tell us all that you've been doing on the Mazda. Yeah, I've been doing plenty on the Mazda. Uh, all new wheel bearings, including three of them had 250,000 miles on them. So we thought, you know, probably a good idea to replace those. So we I'm did. pretty sure that was my idea. Yeah, well, I agree. Totally. Uh, I also put some ARP studs in those because while the wheel bearings are off, let's do that. That's a smart choice. Uh, and we have a press one. at home. Yeah, more, we're not gonna... more on that later. Sure. Great. That's called yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, also, uh, replace one lower control arm because we had a torn ball joint boot while the ball joint was fine. The bushing was fine. The, ball, the control arms in this are like 57 bucks with a ball joint bushing. So we just replaced it because that's easier, right? Um, made some spare knuckles. Those are the ones that I had. I was removing rust from those with electricity and laundry detergent last time. They turned out great. Put some new bearings and hubs in those. Got those completely ready to go. Also got an entire spares package together for the car, which prompted today's show. I fixed the oil temp sensor. That worked. I repositioned the water pressure sensor, replaced the radiator, uh, removed the air conditioning, unfortunately, due to an accidental puncture when I was trying to separate the condenser and the no! radiator. We wanted a race car well, with air conditioning. I we know. had a discussion when it happened yeah, as it was I, the Freon was going all over the garage. When you walked in, you're getting a little high or whatever happens when you breathe in Freon. But um, you die. You actually was, die when you breathe in Freon. Oh, yeah. do you? <laughs> That's why I left the garage and went outside. Well, you to didn't talk tell me that. that. Oh, it's not like poisonous, but don't put your mouth on it. Like, I, come on. <laughs> no. So anyway, once I did that, we said, well, like, I, this is the time to remove it because I have to have the radiator out anyway. So we did. It's all out now. Um, uh, made a strut tower brace for the rear because there was these perfect holes that would just bolted in just right. So I made that, um, put another exhaust hanger in so it doesn't rattle around as much. I fixed the intake pipe mount again, and I've been doing ground school like every night, one way or the other. So, yeah. Jeff, how about you? you? I know you've been busy lately. Yeah, I was busy, but I didn't touch any race cars. I've actually been working on all of the dailies. So as I mentioned last week, I am prepping the Mazda 3 for sale. So I put new tires on the stock wheels. Wah, wah. Uh, I bought whatever the cheapest thing was on tire rack that I could stomach and drove to uh, the lovely tire rack retail location and picked them up and saved myself an extra $40. Uh, but F you pet boys for not noticing the little arrow that says mount this way. Oh, we had the same problem. I got four lefts. Oh, Yep. Yep. There's yep. my, there's your picture. Well, that's the second picture. 
So we can hold on to that for a moment. Four so lefts. I have four left. So I had to take them back and drop them off. Come back later. What a pain in the ass. Uh, they didn't charge me anything. They didn't even look at my receipt. So obviously they've done it before. They were like, oh, directional, huh? Yeah, just you need two flipped. Oh. Just drop off no. the two. I think we usually tell people, tell them when you walk in the door, this is these are supposed to be directional. Uh, they are a tire rack recommended installer. Blah, with, blah, yeah, blah. I know, I know. Whatever. You got the 17 year old who just, or the, yes. or less, yes. who's just, their job is to do tires. They don't realize it. Yes. So I, I ordered parts for the three. Yeah, I ordered. Clayman's kid, they would have been put on right. If it was Josh Clayman, they would have put him on correctly. It's a 24 year old who's competing with that 17 year old for a raise and he doesn't care. Probably. It's okay to speak up louder in that bar. We're okay with you guys yelling. It's still a little low for us. But anyway, uh, so I ordered uh, pads, plugs, uh, and a few other things. And then it's on the block. I will be selling that sucker. Uh, Because my wife's car was broken, um, she basically said, yeah, it's time to get rid of the three. That thing is a Hulk. So anyway, I took my wife's Subaru apart. This is how it was broken to prep for her trip to Chicago, which is not where Eric Rude is from, according to every time I talk to him. Uh, and F you Subaru for having multiple uh, axles that even when you use the VIN number lookup tool through Rock Auto will deliver the wrong axles. So I took it apart on the weekend and it stayed wheelless for several days. Rock Auto delivered a replacement yesterday. She was supposed to leave this morning for Chicago. So I got up at 730 in the morning and slapped in the new axle. And she said, I'm going to make my hotel reservations. Are you sure you're going to be able to finish this? And I said, everything is apart. We are past any possible project creep. And just like the Titanic, never say your boat is not going to sink. Thank you, Mental and Donnie, for laughing at me. Um, I have never broken a wheel stud in my life before this morning. And my I cross-threaded two, two. One broke, one didn't. And I... Could oh. not believe so, it. So it was a you problem. Well, this is a good question because about a year ago when my wife hit a curb and debeated her tire, uh, the local AAA guy came out and he said the stud, he broke a stud also. And he said that they were clearly something wrong with them. And I don't know. I don't, I didn't think I did anything wrong and it just snapped. So cross started and snapped. So I don't know. Uh, we have several hands in the Donnie mental window. So go right ahead. Uh, Jeff, I have a question for you. Uh, this is Axel problem number seven for said Subaru, if I'm correct. No, actually, the part delivery was the problem. I kept getting the wrong part. This is only, this is the stock axle, the, the factory axle was being replaced for the first time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you haven't set this car on fire yet because it's my wife's. That's why I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jeff. And if we, question number we, three, uh, are we not going off of cross threaded or torque to spec tight as tight anymore? Okay, Douglas. 
Uh, they cross-threaded before they even got close to the wheel, which was part of the problem. So it is definitely, it was definitely, shit, that thing is cross-threaded. Well, I have two options. Put the biggest bar possible to try and get it off and actually get my wife to Chicago today or stare at it and scratch my ass. So I put the biggest par possible and I, and I snapped that sucker. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, if, if we all back up from a microphone, then the sound level difference between us and them won't be as great. So I I think that that is a a good way to go for, so for that's for her, for Erling and uh, Dave and Steve (laughs) who've told us about that. Well, all of this after your feedback from Chrissy about how you always applied the correct number of Ugga Duggas. And, and, and it appears that you have not embraced the feedback that she gave you on the feedback form. No, there was no Ugga Duggas involved. It cross-threaded before it even got to the first Ugga Duggas. Mm-hmm. So. Um, maybe people don't know what Ugga Duggas is. Can we just like, oh, sorry. Can we just explain that just quick? Just because there's some people that don't really know what we're talking about. Uh, so everybody has to know their own electric impact gun. And has to know exactly how many ratatatas or ugga duggas it will take. And on on my Milwaukee, it is one ugga or one dugga, not two. And, and that's then, how hard you're pressing the trigger on the gun. No, no, it's how many times it uses the percussive force okay. of the impact gun because well, on, on ours it's percussive- also also, the trigger, it varies its torque based on the level you're pressing. You can push a half out. or a hole, and then we'll do and different. You can, go, you can go super gentle, and you can... And it, it's, then it's like 50. That's a good question. Mine is speed variable with the, with, the, uh, with the trigger. So probably, yes, it is less. I go full force. Like, no, not full force. No, Three-quarter force. So does, and it's so one does your brother. Yeah. I go flat out. <clears throat> yeah. Move the mic back, Jeff. If, okay. anyone, if anyone's listening to this and they're, you want to kill a few hours on the internet, there are ugga dugga things that are completely work safe that are hysterical. Okay. I just thought this was like, we keep saying this word that doesn't mean much to some people. So I thought we should just discuss. Anyone who's used an impact wrench understands the ugga dugga. Well, but what, we're, what we should say is we use torque wrenches. It is one ugga dugga to get me into the... 60 70 pound range so, so snug so, so snug. that i can use the torque wrench to get it to the proper torque yep, yep. yes so but there's some right. people like your brother who, who do too to many ugga duggas no he just puts them the whole thing on right oh. snug it go got it yes anyway news and notes because that's all i did no no we have no news and notes nothing uh, we no. I scoured the internet, tried to find some riveting notes to bring you, and found nothing interesting. So instead, we're going to bring you an update from our Fantasy GP F1 league. Uh, now that we're three races in, I don't. I don't think we have time. I think we need to go ahead and just skip all of this. Skip the rankings. Skip I. I, I don't think so. Actually, since uh, since you would only know about our league if you're a loyal listener who sought out the link, get in our league. You're like you're likely to be listening right now. So show yourself. The first is Maximus Lexi Racing. Who are you? Who are you? Tell us. Tell us who you are. Uh, you're over a hundred points ahead of second point second place who is the other wakeman jim is in second uh the third is chris 
moving on. Uh, he's only five points behind Jim. So really close at the top. Guess who's teams they have i won't even tell you because i know when we set up our team together we know who we have um and another anonymous listener f1 e-f-f-o-n-e uh his name is listed as pullmana uh is in fourth and i happen to be in fifth from there we have jackie kelly tim burr a boring bmw who is also nameless so i don't know who they are so you should tell us bill and then dead pedal racing rounds out the top 10 Mentals in 12th and Jeff's in 14th. Womp womp. Out of 17, we should mention. Sure, it's still terrible. Uh, if you're playing. <laughs> you're like, so you're like Alpha. <laughs> you're Williams. <laughs> oh, you're Alpha. Yes. Or uh, Acid. If I was 12th in Apex Adjacent's league, I would be very excited because they have like 120 people. Shut up. They should just join our league and then we'll have more people. Oh. Then you could be ahead or something. Or yep. further behind. No, I mean, like uh, I think we should limit it to twenty. We should limit it to twenty so that we can still poke fun at people for being <laughs> where they're like. <laughs> and you guys watch it every week, so it's not that hard. Okay, I, anyway. Yeah. Like I'm Valtry. No. <laughs> <laughs> fine uh if you're playing don't forget to do your picks before quality starts on saturday race starts at 9 a.m eastern on sunday which means catch it on the replay because uh but be nice if you are going to watch it don't tell anybody who wins so i i have to freely admit that i am just terrible at this i am i i have no idea when races are happening i never set up my driver lineup i never change anything i didn't even know we were supposed to pick all those single race predictions so i've gotten zero points for like predicting podiums and poles and safety cars but i did this week so smell a comeback Gonna happen. Mental, mental shaking his head. Does that mean that you're doing the picks and you're still getting the wrong and you're still the slow on the points? Oh, yep. there's that. Yep. He shook his yep. head. Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. So, so right. on Sunday during the Portugal GP, I woke up in the morning and I said, well, I'm getting my shot, my second COVID shot later today. So I should work out today because we're going to feel like it tomorrow. And I got on the elliptical and I watched an entire episode of Drive to Survive. And then I went upstairs and I was like, oh, look, F1 is actually on. And I missed half a race when I totally could have been watching. So that's how out of the loop I am. I'm even wearing an F1 t-shirt and I don't know when the races are. All right, Jeff, it's this Sunday at 9 a.m. I, I just told you. I need an update yeah. every week. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. But I, you can't look at the internet without knowing who was winning. So that's why I, I refuse to look at the internet to figure it out until I watch because then I know who wins. Okay. Okay. Upcoming races. All right, folks. Lemons is down here at beautiful Seabreen Internet. Raceway for Mother's Day. We've got 60 cars that are registered. Seven of them are BMWs. Boring. Wow. Just Chrissy. Well, whatever. Eight Sorry. Two actual Sebrings, which is awesome. Two Tercells, also awesome. Two Super, one with an exclamation point, Beatles. A Ford Probe, a Buick Century, a Nissan Access, a Valiant, a Dart, a Ranchero, and so much more. And in, but maybe. there's only one car that will that will uh, completely dominate everything. It's not ours. Oh no, it's not ours. No, no, no. no. One, yeah, one. We don't know who, but one car is going to win. It's got to be a Corvette because Corvettes win everything. There are there are also a few Corvette magazine. Here. Yep. I will say I spoke with Sasha this evening, uh, and he, they are running one Sebring tied with NSF. 
they managed to find the least reliable engine Chrysler has ever produced, the 2.7 to power their Sebring. So, oh, <laughs> is that really worse than the 2.2 turbo? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The 2.2 turbo would at least live a reasonable life on the street. The 2.7 doesn't even live on the street. Like, they are point taken. Get it. Yeah. Basically, any Chrysler motor that ends in 0.7, bad. Yeah, the last time I talked with uh, with Maximum Bob, the uh, 2.7 was already knocking. It's about right. It's a great way to start a race. Good. All right. What else are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. We're going to find out more about that race next week because I'm sure it's going to be hot and sweaty. And <laughs> yep, Metal and Donnie are there. They're already hot and sweaty. Uh, do you do you want to tell us anything more about how how fun Florida is? I know Metal, you seem to really be having a good time there so far. I I, I forgot how much I hate humidity. All right, I mean it's been great hanging out with Donnie, but he needs to move. This is just everything I have is soaking wet, and <laughs> smelly, and full of lizards. It's and called I, I don't dewy. This... Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know how this all happened. Um. But actually, check our social media because Pantless Matt is currently stranded at the Orlando airport without a rental car because they don't have any. But he's I saw that. So we're going to be running this race. Kurt and Craggers are down here, so watch a lot of social media updates. You'll be able to keep up with what's going on. Sounds awesome. like you guys are after a great start. And, and for your social media updates, make sure you're checking out Only Lambs on the Instagram at OnlyLambs underscore 69. All righty. at work. Yeah, so, okay, NSF is not only a race team; it's the warning for that Instagram account. Recent results: Lucky Dog ran their Desert Dog Dash and Cinco de Mayo celebration at Big Willow Saturday. The first was number nine forty-four Slow Dogs, a minute forty-seven over Eurotech Tuning in a boring BMW. One lap back was Spacey Racing. Saturday, that boring we- BMW also has a boring name, Eurotech Tuning. Sunday, we had our buddy Aaron Slowman with Occupy Pit Lane, just 16 seconds over Spacey Racing, two laps back, and was the internet says it's it is correct. It's correct. So that excited for is a great Slowman. Name. Yes, it is true. Um, but Aaron Sloman pictures all over our internet because we're we're friends with those guys. So fantastic for them, guys. We're going to interrupt these recent results to bring you a special guest. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it's Chris it's, Champion. Yes, exactly. And Dr. Harris is just over there checking his in. Joining oh, all of okay. us. Oh. Because Do- if he wants to be down in the Harris household, we get married together. Uh, Do- well, not breakfast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, Do- sorry. Donnie, Please, she's sorry. a real doctor. She like cures things. Oh. She just doesn't do math. What? Oh, I mean, she probably does math too. Yeah. Numbers are hard. It's true. So uh, don't forget, with an event at Charlotte Roble and two races at CMP, Lucky Dog is having their Carolina Endurance Cup. East Coasters never run Lucky Dog event. You really should. They're a great group. CMP event May 22, 23 still has openings. And if you register by Friday, get a discount. Discounts are great. Into not racing areas, the Texas Rattle Traps Lemons Rally covered 3,000 miles through Texas. I, I'm sorry, excuse me. I, I was told the correct way to pronunciate it was West, comma, 
Texas. Pronunciate it. It was actually a brutal rally. A third of the cars that made it, and some of them didn't even make it, failed to finish. Lots of them had issue, but rally people are good folks, and they all stopped to help. But in the end, someone has to win. And look! Hi! <laughs> it's, that is the Mary Harris. Hi. Awesome. Good to see you. Howdy. Howdy. Oh. All right. So, rolling back to the actual results, somebody has to win. Donnie's getting a hug. We got to have priorities. I'm winning on the right show. there. Yeah, exactly. That's, totally. Uh, so, so, first overall on points was a team called Why Are We Doing This, uh, which was three corn fed boys, big Nebraska corn fed boys. Uh, up in a uh, D350, which was an extended cab, but they only had the front bench seat there. Uh, second overall was just got a Cadillac, which was a 92 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. You know, Cadillacs really are the highest of highs and the lowest of lows when it comes to rally cars. Totally. Um, third was our friends at Bad Penny Racing. Uh, Ed and his wife had a, an O2 Lincoln Town Car. And they muted themselves. You muted. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Computers are He's harder yelling. than numbers, Donnie. <laughs> yep, you're still <laughs> muted. Hit the space bar. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. I'm, I'm really good with my hand when it's picking up glasses, putting them down, and snorting bath salts. So I'm out of my element here. Um. Anyway, I hear that Bad Penny is racing a, a retro gen Thunderbird at Sebring this weekend, so they turned it right around. Good for them. That's pretty pretty yeah. tough. Yeah, they they turned it right around. And joy is, I get to take the checker on that on some Saturday if it's still running. Yeah, that's a big that's a big if. Yeah. Yeah. No. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, what happened to your Cadillac once it died yeah. after shortly after Real you quick. talked to us? Where Real is it now? Quick. Real quick. Uh, our, our choice as judges was Mullet Motorsports on the rally. They had oh, two. That's fine. Keep saying it. Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. You got it. I don't know what it is. I was just going to read the words. You talk about it. I'm, I'm looking at it on something different. So uh, they had two cars, 87 Vol- or 85 Volvo, 67 Suburban. They had 12 people packed in both of these cars. Whoa. It was an entire family. They loved it when we referred to them as the Clampets, and uh, their grandfather looked dead in the car the entire time, and they ran with the hashtag dead grandpa from like halfway through first day. So it was like a three-generational team in two cars. Yes. And I think you blagged out when the other one was a 67 Suburban? Oh, it was. It's gorgeous. The only thing you would do to this truck if you had it was put gas in it and drive. They, uh, one of the passengers was clearly intoxicated most days before lunch. And if you look at her, she's like, I'm not driving. So they had a great time. They, they really had a good attitude. They were fun to talk to as well. So you awesome. asked about our Cadillac, Chris. Yeah, um, I do did. Do we have a full hour for me to go into what I fixed? Just, and just then, say, uh, just say, fire is bad. Right after we um, talk. I think- I think that's yeah. a five-pack-of-beer conversation. <laughs> as far as I know, electrical wires, when they're positive and negative, unless you own something British like an MG, should not smoke regularly. That's true. Ours did. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got six miles after we spoke with you guys on Wednesday, and the car sh- shut off going up the hill. We get into the truck stop, get it refired, and I'm trying to find the loose wire in the valley of the engine where the alternator lives. And I touched something very hot and all of the SAE smoke just came out of it. And it's not like Lucas smoke. They don't sell it at every, you know, radio shack that you can find. So unfortunately ours, I think it's probably still somewhere on I-40, just outside of Kingman, Arizona. So, so uh, it, I was gonna say, is that so where it's kinda, going to stay, or is it uh, is it going to get retrieved? No, it it lives on a it lives on a farm in Arizona. Now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Did you leave the title? Oh, of course, signed in the glove box. You think this is the first time I've abandoned a car on the side of the highway? <laughs> hey, you can't park that here. No, no. sir, I'm abandoning it. <laughs> you seem to misunderstand. That's a sign, not a cop. Yeah. All right. So, uh, organizer's choice was uh, Duff Beer because when you're traveling thousands of miles across West, comma, Texas, flat desert country, a Geo Metro convertible with 55 horsepower and a top speed of 60 is the perfect choice, uh, especially with your handmade Woody and Jesse from Toy Story costumes. And finally, uh, the random acts of stupidity, which is the IOE of the Lemons Rally, if you've never done one, went to the X90 kids. It's a brother and sister who voluntarily trapped themselves in a two-seat car over a four-day weekend. They wore 90s costumes all weekend. They blasted 90s tunes. They sunburned themselves horribly with the T-tops taken out. Uh, And then they did an entire bit about the car. You can take it from Aliens. You can find them on Instagram. And the whole story is hilarious well above and beyond they were very entertaining they really got the spirit of the rally and this is the third rally that they've done and the first time they've made it past lunch on the first day so good on them random acts of stupidity so so with all that 90s music uh did they take a whiskey drink and then a lager drink then vodka drink that is did, not a 90s song did they it get is, 1997 out? yeah my I, I freshman year of college that was the fine, song fine 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 yeah, a little bit more NKOTB, a little more uh, Britney Spears. C and C. A lot of Hanson. A lot of Hanson. Hanson, there you go. <laughs> no, it's for the theme. It works when it's the theme. No, it yeah. never works. Oh, thank you, gentlemen, for the rally update. Now we move on to listener feedback. Uh, lots of chat on the YouTubes about last week's episode. Very little of it came from Florida men. But some of the comments were about Florida men. All right. So I got to kind of call my, I'm going to say Northeast teammate out on this one. Because Randy Fish liked to point out that after Pittsburgh, when I borrowed his Buick Roadmaster to drive around and, and run errands with, that it caught fire a week afterwards. And then we had a minor electrical fire with our Cadillac on the way to the rally that he uh, called me out as the GM whisperer of the group thinking that I'm failing at my title. When in actuality, what I'm doing is just exposing the weak points of these vehicles and uh, doing my own torture testing per se. I think you're trying to increase the value of your GM cars 
by making the pyramid get smaller and smaller and smaller until there is only one Uber GM vehicle. And I would agree with you, except in the curse that is continued, and uh, Randy called it a gator-based curse. He says it's not a gator-based curse, but it's probably a gator-based curse. Uh, When Donnie and I arrived back in Florida, his GM tow vehicle has developed electrical issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my my Saab 9.7 with the all-aluminum actual LS 5.3 has developed electrical issues. And our GM race car has electrical issues. But were they perfect before? They were functional no. before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a gator-based curse. I'm, I'm not sure how we break it. Either I have to sacrifice a crocodile to the gator gods or a gator to the crocodile gods. I don't know how this is going to go, but Tyler had something. I think it's the humidity gets into the electrics. That's what it is. Right? I mean, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. probably not great that, to yeah. start with. But That's anyway. why the one that was in the desert had the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> humid but that one caught fire because it ran out of water so (laughs) okay tyler stank uh commented on the smell of a rally car discussion i wish i had taken notes on the tornado's bouquet of before scrapping it now he also thinks that we should have named the the show after the cessna 188 a a ag wagon wagon. wagon. google it go get it okay Metzel wants to say something about the plane. We've got enough airplane humor on this podcast, and that's my job, buddy. So, all right, Michael Krenz, uh, Michael K. Sorry, we try and skip the last names. Do we? I don't know. No, no last names. No last names here. Uh, He thinks I should do even less to the Mazda three before putting it on the market. He says none of these repairs are needed in this selling environment. List it for five hundred over what you think is the highest you can get for it, and watch that sucker fly. We'll find okay. out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the tires and the windshield and stuff are necessarily going to get you. They're going to get you more money, but most of it's about getting it to go away more quickly. Yes. Like people are going to look that. at it and say, yeah, yep. Everything looks great. No problem. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had some lemons racing. I suck at racing. It was two hours long. It was fantastic. Somebody won. We talked about a lot of things. Randy Bish was on the show throwing shade at Donnie. Um, yeah, it was great. Woo. Fantastic. And then we did an EUR race on Monday uh, in a variety of Indy and NASCARs at the Super Speedway, which is, if you don't know, it's a three mile long speedway. It's really we were- big. We were going 240, 250 miles an hour, some of these indie cars. Uh, A.A. Ron, who is a, a turtle enthusiast, cleaned up. <laughs> he just cleaned up on this race. He must have spent a lot of time testing, getting his arrow just right, but he, he did a great job. Um, second race, we added some Lotus 49s, which the mentally ill among us picked. Me. And uh, yep. And also just lots of fun there. Good laughs, as usual. That is my favorite car on iRacing, just as far as elemental and, and feels the most immersive. The view is the best. Like yeah. you're sitting in this little tiny thing yes. with the little mirrors and the windshield. It's, it's not, and the steering wheel's offset. And the, yeah, it's terrible, terrifying. Like I can't understand how those people drove those things. It's only <laughs> more terrifying. Where their, I put a fan blowing on my face when I'm in the Oculus. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Like, where do their balls fit? That's what I don't understand. There's not <laughs> enough room in the little car. They're even more terrifying on the three-mile oval with 
indie cars because yeah. the 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 differential of speed is like a like an AER race. It's crazy. Oh well. You know that who always that- has a big speed differential on the highway? <laughs> Chrissy's you're, mom. You're probably not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've been driven over the while. I don't remember. Oh well. What does she drive most often these days? Snowflack or the van? Mazda five. Mazda five. Okay. That counts as yep. a van. Main topic time. Chris, do you want to introduce the main topic? Because you're the one that brought it up and talked about how we got here. I can, if you'd like. Sure. We're going to talk about prepping a spares package because your car is going to break. It's not a when it, it or an if. It, it's it's going to happen. When it does, you either have the part, you have to source the part, or you can't get it and your car is broken and you leave it by the side of the highway in Kingston, Arizona. So really only by having the part, do you get the most out of your track time or get to continue your rally? Local sourcing can sometimes be tough, sometimes really expensive, and usually it's inconvenient. So tonight we're going to talk about how to get a good spares package together that's really going to minimize your downtime because no one likes downtime. Really, if they had a good spares package, they would have that Cadillac would have broken somewhere in West Texas instead of in Arizona. That would have been a different story. So let's start off talking about what do you need? So then this is, again, this is an interactive discussion all around. Jeff, what's up? Uh, you said rally car. We're talking rally car or race car. I said both. Okay. I said, I said, get the most out of your track time or continue your rally. Got it. It's anything you want. Cause Got it's it. kind of the similar things, no matter what it is, you need spares. All right. I'll just make sure if we're talking about something specific, everybody says whether they're talking rally or race. Go on, mental. He's muted. Mute buttons are hard. Just like numbers. I actually, I actually had a a decent spares package. And when I was getting the spares package, and we'll talk about sources here in a second, uh, I grabbed stuff that I knew could strand us on the side of the road, spare distributor, spark plug wires. I replaced all of the filters and fluids and kept the old ones just in case. But the one thing is I was looking at radiator fans to keep the car cool or a brand new alternator on the donor car that I found at the junkyard. The junkyard closed at 4.30 and I was pressed for time. Any guesses to what I chose? Radiator fans. Well, we know it wasn't the alternator. Not the right one. But I found out later because the donor car was an 86 and Cadillac liked to change everything every year. The 86 alternator wouldn't have worked. So, yeah. You made the right choice then. So, all right. Cadillacs are coach built cars. They're not just your standard sedans. Body by Fleetwood, which Fleetwood is actually like right there. Fleetwood, Pennsylvania. That's right. Yeah, totally. All right. So let's talk about what you need. Let's start with the really basic stuff. Fluids, belts, and maintenance stuff. You need oil. You need coolant or water. If you have power steering, you need that fluid. Ask us how we know that one. Um, Trans fluid, diff fluid, whatever fluid you're going to need, it's probably going to leak or something's going to break. You need to change it. Have it with you. It's a lot easier. Although that is usually the easiest thing to source. You can go to the Walmart if you need it, right? I was going to say, unless you need something special. So be That's careful true. if you have a weird car, like something with a CVT transmission or, or with like a the hydraulic only system. 
You're right. Or if you need extra castor oil, I need, I need a I need big bottle of castor, castor oil, oil, right? Yeah. A big bottle for the Rolls Royce hydraulic system. That was amazing. You know, if you drink all that, you're going to die. <laughs> I don't think they even stopped you, did they? No. No, no. One time I told him, I told him I'm not drinking it. But we should mention that uh, we have a very specific brand and flavor of oil that we like. So we always carry that because, yeah, power steering fluid, you can pretty much throw anything in, but we're not just throwing any oil in. So if you have Dello, come on. I put Dello in my wife's car on the way out this morning. Um, (laughs) If you have brand preference or specialty preference that you bring, yeah. Well, like the Civic, we used to run this Torco RTF transmission fluid that was recommended. But anyway, it held up great. We never had an issue for years and years and years. So we always brought a few quarts of it. Racing brake fluid is not the same as regular brake fluid. Totally. Bring it. Belts. Belts are another thing. Like they're so cheap to buy on Rock Auto. They're so, and they're so easy, but yet it can be a, sometimes a pain in the ass to get the right belt. Like, well, I need a six rib belt that's 28 inches in length and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, metal. And honestly, if you're on Rock Auto and you're buying one, click add two to check out. It's like another six bucks and you will be happy you did. Yep. So that's the, I mean, and then things like also spark plugs, plug wires, like or coils, ignition, ignition, ignition coils ah. are a good thing to have. Even if you don't have a whole set, one or two, it's a great way to go. Like I, I've grabbed them at the junkyard, just find a car that was crashed when, when it, obviously hit something at, at speed the coils probably worked grab a few it'll be fine um and- Don, donnie's shaking his head no because he drops cars off of bridges so it looks yeah. like they crashed at speed yeah but they really didn't spark plugs are another one too even if you have the used ones you took out before you never know keep them around um consumables you know it's the and that's the spark plugs and the plug wires and if you have a you know any kind of ignition system with distributors and rotors and all that point hopefully you don't have points god get a protronic igniter already don't get points all those kind of things you're going to need all right next is into wear items and in race cars this is mostly to do with suspension and brakes like you're going to wear out things like wheel bearings and ball joints much more quickly than you do on the street. <clears throat> You're going to wear out brake pads. You know, if you get good pads like an SC43 or 45, they're going to last at least two races. And you're probably going to have the old ones that have a day left in them around the spares. That's a great way to go. Um, even if you don't have anything though, at least get some Wagner quiet stops so you can drive around the track at low speed, which is going to be better than nothing. Um, if for, we, we usually like to bring loaded knuckles. Like we take an entire steering knuckle put a new bearing in a new hub, new studs, ball joints, ready to go because it's so much easier to swap in a knuckle than it is to be pressing bearings against a diesel pusher RV with a floor jack or finding uh, the, the grandstands at New Hampshire, like a nice crossbar under the NASCAR grandstands to press them in with. I know nothing about any of this stuff. Make it easier for when you're at the track or when you're fixing something on the road because you're not pressing a bearing in on the side of the road, right? And if, you're, if you don't have the pressing style bearings, you get the old school style bearings, you know what? Pack them ahead of time, put them in a plastic bag. Then they're ready to go. And you know, if you can get another nut and a, ca- and a cotter pin, put that with it because you're probably going to drop it in the dirt 
in the side of the road. <laughs> gravel. No, no, gravel exactly. is the worst. Dirt's Sand. not so bad. You just kind of like spray that off. Yeah. Metal. What's up? So one of the rally competitors was a uh, Mustang V6 swap into a 53 Willys. Nice. Had exactly that problem. Ooh. They lost the bolt off their steering arm in the middle of F all Texas. And luckily somebody stopped by with some spares. Actually three teams stopped to help them so they didn't die. And one of them had your package of spare cotter pens and bolts. That's another, that's a great, I didn't even have that on here. It miscellaneous bits, some bolts, some hoses, you, some tape. come to right? our pit all the time and ask for the bag of bolts, the box of hoses. Do you need this? Do you need, how big do you need? What's the circumference? Does it look like this? Is it this strength? Yes. Take Most of the time, it, I just hand them the box now and say, here, just bring it back. Yeah. Uh, let me talk about a couple of very specific wear items before we get off of that. Because yeah. everyone asks, all the noobs ask us before they go to a race, how many tires do I need? How many brakes do I need? So I want to talk about that just real quickly. And sure. Chris already mentioned it. If you run non-race stuff, you're going to go through a lot more than if you run real race stuff. So if you have Douglas all seasons or Goodyear Wranglers, you're going to go through more than one set of tires a day. Same well, thing. Look with at the Continental ECSs, which are not tragic tires at yeah. all. And we wiped a set off in a day but and a half. They are good street tires, not good race tires. Meth, I'll get to you one second. Let me finish the sentence or two. So um, even the quiet stops that Chris mentioned, they're going to disappear like cotton candy in a rainstorm. Even though we know that our tires and our brakes are going to go more than one weekend, we have spares. Okay. We have the old cast offs that have less than a weekend in both tires and brakes, because you never know when something is going to change on the race that is going to eat that tire or eat that brake. We've lost races when Chris takes a wire and you sure as hell don't want to be finding a tire installer on Sunday morning in the middle of Bumble Frick, West Virginia. So have a spare set of wheels, put a whole set of tires on them. When they start to get old, you just make them the backups. If you're trying to win, you're going to have three and four sets, but you're going to have to have spares in these people even if you know they're going to go more than a weekend because something can change. Somebody's brother is going to flat spot them. I'm not saying which person's brother will flat spot a tire, but it happens. Um, and then I'm going to end with one more thing that I'm going to say, then I could throw it to you mental. Um, wheels are consumables. Also, you need to check your wheels and when they're old or they're cracked, you rotate them out of use and you get new sets. So having multiple sets lets you like de-stress so you don't eat them up so frequently. Unless you get Krager soft eights, which apparently are made of depleted uranium and last forever because we bought a lot of those for the boat and they're still using them on the ombre and they still look perfectly fine. There's okay, nothing wrong with them. Steel wheels are a different beast. Yeah. Krager soft eights. <laughs> so, uh, we got soft eights and we got soft Ds. Wasn't there one of them that had a D in it? Like D8? Yeah, I think we returned that one. We got, yeah. the, we got the matching set of soft eights. Oh, uh, well. Those things they, are depleted uranium. I have no idea how they last so long. They also weigh the same as depleted uranium. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mental, you had your hand up. 
Hey, uh, just one quick thing for those spares, because sometimes your agenda on a practice day changes, or you've got a driver that needs to learn the track and you don't want to use up your race gear. And so having those spares is always around for that. But most importantly, I really could not let this go by. Uh, I just needed to say bolts and hose. That's it. Good. That's great. And if it's a, if it's a rally car, have a good spare tire. Yeah. Like not, not the original one that came with the car from 1980, whatever. They're like, oh, it's fine. It's no problem. Yeah. And you need, you know, the rally car, you need a jack and a lug wrench and not just a jack, a jack that actually lifts your car. Like you might want to try it because maybe it's not originally from that car and it don't fit and or it doesn't lift it high enough. Things to check. So this actually yeah. happened in, for Connie, the Continental, the spare tire lasted about seven minutes i think i'm not really sure it was dry rotted it was beat it was a single digit number it was a single digit number and that was an old school it was a 73 lincoln continental there were not tires everywhere that people stocked that fit this at one point we literally had like a goodyear wrangler on there didn't we yeah it was a wrangler rts yeah the tire shop only had one of them they made us a great deal on that one so (laughs) yeah all right. That's yeah. Tires and, and brakes, really important stuff. Um, so now we're going to get into some, some more detailed things, stuff that's broken before we all have those things. And once you've broken it once, if you're smart, you're going to bring it again because it probably will break again. I mean, there's a reason I still had a, a civic fuse box in this box of stuff for the civic. Cause it broke once eight years ago. I didn't need it ever again since then, but I brought it. Right? It's differential. The uh, uh, distributors. You brought distributors. spare distributors. Well, yeah. I knew that was going to go, but like crank sensor for the K swap. I had it. I just spare ECU. Like those were kind of just in case. Cause I had an issue. If he cranks up in fuel injectors, we had that one fuel injector go bad first race out with the civic with the K 24 mental goes out Sunday morning. All of a sudden the car running terrible freaking fuel injector died. Who knew? At so, Right. So we've got spare injectors. So this is going to be, what have you broken? You're going to bring one before. And if you're new to running this car, ask someone else that races and said, what have you broken? And they will know what they've broken and they will happily tell you and get all those things because if they broke them, you're probably going to break them too. Next thing is stuff that is impossible to get. Because that's going to happen. And even for stuff that you don't think is all that wacky, like an alternator for an 87 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Um, but, you it, know. it may be unobtainium. Right. Uh, and for us, it was things like, you didn't know, for the Honda, the 91 Integra hubs, I could not get them. They, they did not exist. They were junkyard only. So I always try to brought an extra one. Um, didn't some make, random team drop one off of once they once did? Us? Yeah, zero energy. Zero brought energy. One. They, said, they said, I found this in my shop, but I knew you guys would need it. And we said, I said, Oh, I'm so excited. A 91 Integra Hub. This is so great. So, it but really, it, it's things like that. If you can't get it and you might need it, bring it because otherwise you are boned. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. have that with you. And basically, everything on the Citroën. But we did what we could. <laughs> Fortunately, not much broke, which was nice. Just fuel filters. Um, and lastly, it's stuff that's going to take you off the track, especially stuff that's cheap. 
and and I'm coming to mind things like brake hoses. Brake hoses are 12 bucks. You never know when one's going to go bad or something's going to rub through it. It's quick and easy to replace if you have it. But if you're in the middle of nowhere, can you get a brake hose for a 78 Chrysler Cordoba? No, I don't. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of, maybe it's like a truck. It's an American thing, but you might not be able to get one for your 87 MR2. I don't know. Now you're going to have to figure it out. Uh, and, and just all the general wear items that, that might get near something, tie rods, they're cheap. Bring them. Um, we already talked wheel bearings, strut, house, strut top bearings. If you have those, it's anything that moves, basically, bring one if you can. But otherwise, just look, know what, know what the failure points of your car are and try to bring that stuff. Yeah, on, on the stuff that's likely to break and stuff that you definitely need in your spares package, we've broken a lot of exhaust components. And exhaust components don't put you off the track. So we've we've had muffler issues. Depends. We've had things. Depends on where the leak is. If it's that's a leak true. Up, up near up, or anywhere near your fuel, that's a problem. If it's up near where the driver's getting fumes, that's a problem. Yeah, that, that's exactly if, what I was going to say. If, if you run a West Coast tracks, they'll black flag you in a heartbeat. Oh, any, anything with a noise restriction, NCM. Oh. Uh, yeah, anything on your West Coast and even Laguna. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, and I was going to mention that the leaking exhaust has caused way more problems than the actual exhaust. We've blown fuel leak? pumps. The, um, the ombre leaked. So fuel pumps are a great one to bring. Yeah. Just because, mostly because it because of cost. Like you got to go out buy a Delphi fuel pump assembly at the flaps. It's three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. You got one in a junkyard. It's thirty. You got one off Rock Auto. It's one hundred and eighty. So. We've also lost starters. Uh, we knew the GM starter on the S10 was a weak point, especially yep. when the exhaust leaked on it. So the cascading problem can happen. Well, some of these are the car you have changes what your your risk benefit ratio is on the parts. And S10, you can buy every single part on that thing. That's true. Flaps. So you can continue your weekend. Just going to be a little more downtime, a little more cost. When you have a, you know, a weird, obscure car, or even stuff that's that's not that weird or obscure, but getting old enough to not be available, like a 91 Integra. A lot of these parts are not there anymore. So you have to be tread a little more carefully. Mental. And this was on our Facebook. I forget who made the comment, but it was a great idea of actually pre-ordering your achievable but rare parts. Have them delivered to the parts store nearest to the track. And if you don't use them, the order gets canceled and it gets refunded to your credit card. And I've even had the Napa parts counter guy at Kershaw say, order all this stuff, have it waiting ahead of time. And if you don't use it, great. But if you do, come to Napa. So there is some availability there with actually not having to overextend yourself financially until you need it. It's a good top tip. That's a great advice. tip. I love that. Uh, I was going to also mention that you can also design your way into a problem. Uh, the the triumph of of your had a lot of circle track parts, and circle track parts are great until you need to replace them because you are not going to find a Willwood Brake Master cylinder probably even as easy as you would find a seventy six Buick Roadmaster cylinder. Yeah. Or even like a fuel pump, like everyone else gets a Walboro 255, right? 
easy to get from Summit or whatever. But a similar thing you can get from any parts store in the world is a 1989 Ford Econoline 250 with a 5-liter fuel pump. Flows about the same. It's 18 bucks, and every parts store has one. So if you're mm-hmm. set up for it, it's easy to get. I love this. Okay. What else are we talking about? Expensive stuff. Mental. So uh, I'd like to hold off on the ruined weekends till we get to the end of this segment, but this is, it's worth talking about. So we actually get lots of advice on this one, it, or questions rather, is should you bring a spare power tray? Don't touch the hair down. <laughs> Don't ever touch the hair <laughs> <laughs> One of them is, uh, the answer like all things, is it depends. And is it space, the cost, the ease of swapping, and the likelihood of failure, et cetera. And some considerations, and should you bring a spare powertrain, is price, availability, storage, and your team's level of organization. If you've got it on lockdown, absolutely, bring that spare powertrain. If you've got a good way to store it, transport it. If you've tested it, it's good. And we're going to talk about this and things that have ruined race weekends. But having an entire spare powertrain does not guarantee that your weekend doesn't end when some idiot doing two 24-hour races cooks your head gasket. So it's it's something to think about. <laughs> If, if you can get it ahead and the of crowd time. approves. Yep. Okay, well, and yeah, also, let, it, it, let's let's like, do this peanut gallery here. So <laughs> this is <laughs> hi everybody. Well, like here's an example. We could bring a spare powertrain for the Z. If it blew, we're still not swapping it. Nope. It is a huge pain in the ass to swap. So there's no point in bringing it, right? Just as an example. Well, would we swap the three? Oh, yeah, I can have that motor out in two hours. Would we swap the Honda? Yeah, I can have that motor out in an hour and an a half. An hour, yeah. 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 Right? This is, this is designing yourself for success. Yeah. This is knowing the car that you ride. And I know yeah. that because I've pulled that Honda motor a hundred times. Not the, the old one, not this one, because we haven't blown as many of the Ks. We, but, haven't, bl- you know. we haven't blown any of the Ks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ones in there. If you're so aware that you know your motor is going to let go over the weekend, why not just fix it so it doesn't go? <laughs> well, that's harder, easier said than done, my friend. Easier said than done. There, there are a lot of things that go into that. Wouldn't we all prefer not to swap engines? Yeah, yes, would. we would. Uh, clutches. What's your feeling on clutches around the table? Yeah, it depends on how hard it, it is to do. Depends on the car. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna We've bring had, one for we, the Z. We, We've only ever had one clutch go on any, on any of our race cars. And we got it. We swapped it because, oh, again, it was a Honda. I could have it. The clutch swapped in three hours. We we're done. Good, mental. mental. And around the table with uh, this particular peanut gallery, it's, it's, yes, bring a spare clutch unless you're driving a 944. Then, no, you're, you just cut your wristbands off. Oh, that's, your- yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. very fair. Good. Really, because yeah, the spare clutch for most cars, a clutch kit on Rock Auto, it's like 200 bucks. You're going to need one someday, probably, or take in, or keep your old one for when you swapped it in, have the old one around. Keeping your old one that's not totally dead, great way to have a spare because mm-hmm. you knew it worked when you pulled it out. You just did it for the, you know, because you're that's, trying hard. That's for a lot of things. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I just make sure that we were clear on like, that's most things that we're, you're taking out. Agreed. It's, if it's it still worked, keep it. You have no how, no idea how many how randomly I find GM 4.3 liter sensors. Like they're yeah. like, like chapsticks in my son's jeans. I'm just like, oh, look, 
a sensor. We don't need that. Someone else might. Oh, well. All right. So we're talking about a quick, quick idea. Where do you get these parts? Rock Auto is my favorite. If you've ever seen the inside of our garage door on the garage side, the number of unique Rock Auto magnets, it's pretty significant. We make somebody's boat payment on Rock yeah, Auto totally. parts. But it's so much cheaper than getting it at the flaps. As much as I like to support the flaps for local stuff, and I do for some things, most of it is just so much cheaper. Mental. And I'm a re- I'm a Rock Auto fan myself, and if I can't find it on Rock Auto on those rare occasions, I've also had great success with Parts Geek, which is very similar in their layout and their setup to Rock Auto. Yep. Yeah, like I just I just ordered a thousand dollars worth of stuff for the Mazda to have a full spares package for everything, but we have everything now pretty much that i think might go and after owning that car for 250,000 miles i think we have a pretty good idea of what might break so we've got most of it um ebay there is some stuff that ebay is is actually the right answer for it's not very much but there is some stuff and i mean especially Master weird sim- obscure uh, used parts power brake booster for the z was impossible to find anywhere else for under many hundreds of dollars ebay to the rescue metal i would i would also mention ebay motors is a sponsor of the 24 hours of lemon so support our sponsors that help us keep racing and get your thing and not only talk about it or rather get them on ebay motors but talk about it when you're going through penalties especially if there's a camera in your face great tip okay uh, forums for your specific car can be a great source of weird parts, especially if you have a weird car because you get people that hoard stuff. Like if anyone wanted any EF civic parts, I have a year's worth of collection of that stuff. And I would like to just to go somewhere, you know, but you got to find those people that have the parts you want. That's a great way to go. Junkyards, great source, especially for stuff that you just need something that's workable and necessarily new. Like on my junkyard list right now for the Mazda is a fuel pump assembly, a um, belt tensioner and idler pulley, like things that are like, you know, I don't think we're going to need them. Dead pedal. But I'd like to have, yeah, or yeah, or the weird stuff. We kept the dead pedal this time. I know. But the dead pedal Uh, story is a great thing. You would never buy that anywhere else. You can't. You, you can't, can't buy dead. But when I pulled it out of the Honda, everyone got super pissed at me, and because I was already you, gone. You replaced it with a bolt with a spike. I, no, it was a was, spike. That bolt was stock. I didn't touch it. I, I just care. unbolted the stock one. It was a bolt. Yeah, and then I bolted a, a big washer to it, hoping that, that was, was like be not much better. <laughs> then no. it was a spike with a head on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, uh, <laughs> well, and I, I, I have um, junkyard lists already for the Z because a lot of the random plastic bits that uh, are, is on a stock vehicle has a reason for being there. Uh, the cowl cover, the you know, at the base of the windshield, not C O W C O W L, um, that actually keeps water from flowing into the hood. Uh, there are lots of plastic scoops and things inside the bumper that are there to maintain structural rigidity. You can't find them anywhere else but the junkyard. So and things like like steering knuckles, it's really hard to buy that for older cars. In fact, like that's another thing we should probably get for the Z is uprights for all four corners, because who knows when something's going to happen, right? Yep. Yep. We got none of that, uh, none of that crap for the Z. By the way, steering knuckle, we got that from eBay Motors. The rag joint. Fantastic. 
Yeah. Oh, the rag joint. Yes, exactly. I'm at steering knuckles, the upright that holds the wheel bearings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's anyway. Oh, oh uh, I like and that. It, yeah. And if you've got some space and you're a baller, you can just get a parts car. And then you got everything you need. All the little bits and booms and brackets and bolts and fuses, you name it. It's all there. If but, you're really hardcore, the parts car is actually your daily and you just bring it to the track. Those people, it's such a sad thing when they take the motor <laughs> out of their daily and now it is broken and now they don't know how to get both of them home. But I appreciate their hardcoreness. Uh, we've stolen pieces off of people's parts car civics. Yeah. And they said, I, uh, can you return that at the end of the race? I got to drive it home. Yeah. Yes. We didn't know when we took it off. And afterwards, oh, so sorry. Uh, and I keep waiting for the day that one of you all asks to take something off of my Suburban because it's almost the same motor as the Z. <laughs> it's just gonna uh, be no, no. right no. <laughs> they're not even gonna <laughs> they're going home Duh. no if yeah. it was an injector or a coil you might say yes if it's something that easy to replace but anything yep. more than a, a quick ancillary item the answer is no oh well all right oh well i i just um have a hard time focusing on all of our very boring lives when there was a party going on and I guess and we're not mental invited had to, <laughs> mental had to move because yeah. things were so exciting over there that I feel like we're really boring. But anyway, I, I, okay. We're, 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 it's a reunion, you know, we're, we're coming out of the virus and everybody's vaccinated. And this is much a, a social addiction that is, is a thrill seeking addiction. So yeah. I'm not saying anything that's bad. I'm so excited that you are there and having fun. And that's why I feel like I'm sad that I'm sitting in my living room, petting my cat and you guys are having a party. So anyway, okay, let's move on. How to store and transport some of your crap. So now that you've got all this stuff, uh, we're going to talk about transporting it in just a little bit, but uh, storing it. So you need to make sure that you are keeping your delicate bits safe. So one idea is plastic bins. They're pretty good. We've done it. Uh, most people have done it. And this weekend, I asked about some uh, spares on social media and asked some teams. And teams came up with ideas for having a box for each corner of the car. So I suppose oh, if Scott, you're... That's Scott McMichael's idea. He likes that. He puts all the tools in every 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 box. So you just go to that corner, has everything you need, undo, go. I think there are multiple of those yep. teams that have said that that is what they do. And they actually like spray paint left, front, right on, on top of the box. So you know exactly all of the things that you need. You don't have to pick it up and say, mm, left or right. I'm not sure. Go, Jeff. Fantastic for those people. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm not, you, this is like listener feedback. I have sharing, so much trouble. Ideas. I have so much trouble finding my tools. If I put them in four separate boxes. This is not for you. Oh, well, it's also, I don't know about tools, but I know it's definitely. Mental's trying to talk and he's on mute. I think they buy the tools just to put in those boxes. Yeah. That's excessive. Okay. So, but I feel like if you have a right front and a left front and you want to keep them straight, it's not a bad idea. So okay. I'm just, I'm just saying what people have said. This is like listener feedback in the middle for, of our for, main for topic. knuckles and loaded hubs. I think that's a good idea actually. Right. So you don't have to have the professional, whoever made it, put it together and say, hey, is this right or left? I mean, you're pretty 
probably okay figuring it out. But if you have a lot of parts, you have a couple of cars, maybe this might be a nice idea. Um, but really, plastic bins are great. That's what we're going to do for the Mazda. Uh, we've done for other cars. And uh, the other thing I, I'm going to skip down a little bit, but um, I think we really like milk crates. So um, there, if you could ever find a milk crate, if you know what you even know what a milk crate is, I don't know <laughs> where you find them. Any Wawa or Sheets, they yeah. have them. <laughs> don't steal them. Uh, but they're really good because they hold very heavy things. So the Honda parts used to be in one, I guess just one, uh, but there it was very heavy, but it held everything well, if you could stack it well enough. But this is all for the bulky items, right? So we're just trying to talking about um, suspension parts and things that can handle hitting each other or that kind of thing. But go ahead, Mental. Also, I, I missed this already. The, the box that it came in. So if you order a set of replacement axles, usually it's packed in styrofoam in a box. And you put those in your car, but you replace functional axles, put your spares in those already insulated foam secure boxes. Yeah. Actually, I do this for all the brake pads. When I put in a new set of brake pads, I take a big fat marker and I put old ST43s. Put them back in the box and file them right into the. Not net. even sure who started it first, but we do the same thing. Yep. And Nato, I've also t- I've taken that from you and Chris is dating everything that I pull off the car, even my street car. Not from Jeff. No, we label them to figure out which yeah. car came from no and date. no date. No, what car came from? That's really all that we care about. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so we do that for this is all bulky items, right? So that's what we're trying to figure out. So. Um, there are plenty of things. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just mm-hmm. trying to figure out. I'm, no, I'm sorry. Um, fragile stuff, right? So this is totally different. You're not going to throw a whole, your ECU and your um, things that might get damaged. You're not going to throw them in with your suspension parts. So make another box of them. Um, have some kind of packing material. Uh, on here was foam. So if you have something that you want to pack around, but you know, I think packing material would probably be okay. But um, I know we, we were talking earlier about our um, ECU. If you have an ECU, keep it away from everything. So put it in the back of your um, toolbox, away from other stuff with a box. So it's not going to get smashed by anything else, but make or sure wet. you're keeping keeping it away from in a bag bag, that'd be great but electronic stuff make sure you're keeping it dry keeping it away from oily stuff um and you don't want to get it smushed by heavy parts so making sure just keeping keeping that kind of stuff away from other things like things together so anything else about transporting um storing transporting How do you keep it so a lot of this transporting stuff i feel like or storing stuff makes it uh, a difference depending on how you are going to transport it. So we put all of our stuff in a milk crate because it doesn't matter, especially if your car has room to hold your milk crate. But if you have an enclosed trailer, you can do a little bit better on your storing. Uh, and if your enclosed trailer is organized, you can do even better. If your enclosed trailer is not organized, you might have to store it well because you will not, you might not have the security and uh protection that you might need oh something's gonna fall on it something's gonna fall (laughs) on it something's not gonna go everything's gonna fall on it it's you're gonna throw it out of the way when you're in a hurry trying to push something else around in your trailer because it's your storage unit all those kind of things trailers a storage unit is a sad thing 
chapter of my life right now but uh we were all pointing at you and you weren't looking oh, so no, no i saw you pointing at me i'm i was doing it for the audio listeners who didn't <laughs> see that it was going on those yes. of you on youtube have saw it a while ago god mental and also labeling it labeling it in a way that makes sense uh mm-hmm. this is an endurance sport and regardless of what uh, league you run you're going to need to send someone in the trailer and if it's clearly labeled it makes life easier, not in a way that makes sense to you. Our friend Hamsa has some hilarious. Yes, labels. his labels do not make That's sense great. to the normal humans. They're awesome. But if he ever has someone who doesn't know him running his car, I, one of my first times ever when I put came to get the janky half magic trailer, and I've told this story a hundred times, is I spent the afternoon in Chris and Chrissy's garage, and I knew where everything was because they labeled it in a way that makes sense. And if you go into the cl- the trailer now mental go grab the spare right knuckle for the Mazda three i'm going to go in there and there's going to be a cardboard box written in big black sharpie letters spare knuckle Mazda three it's so think about your team think about what makes sense for them and think about you're in a rush trying to get the car back on track what's going to go smooth good point though i like it yeah totally. and extra labeling you get the label maker and we have done that but not as well as we could um, but it's always a great thing, especially if you have somebody who just likes label makers, kind of like Jim. He has like the label epic, makers are fun. He he has like a like a computer that's like a label maker, has little like graphics and stuff. But he just makes labels for everything. So if you've got a guy who just likes label makers and just yeah. label everything, he's got a label on it that says "bad label maker," so that if anyone's going to steal it, they're not going to steal that one because like, oh, this one's so good. Okay. Good. <laughs> It's actually really good. I though. actually thought it was the bad label maker. I thought he was keeping the good one at home and bringing the bad you ones. You did not. <laughs> yep. That's kind of amazing. That's uh, funny. Jim, note this. Uh, anyway, yeah. so uh, a lot good. of it, if you're going to need containers if you are going to transport it outside. If you have a, um, if it's going to be to the elements, you know, obviously some of these things are not going to be applicable, but make sure that you're con- considering if things are going to be exposed to the elements obviously need more cover up and protection. And and Chrissy mentioned the plastic tubs. And this is actually why I went to the plastic tubs because a lot of times the half magic trailer that now is owned by mental did, did not stay dry on the inside. So the flip top plastic tub actually stays pretty dry. So that's how I kind of started that part of my organization. And the fact that I have no cabinets and the fact that I have no, you know, it's easier to kind of like stack them together they kind of stack like legos because you need to keep your spares dry everybody if they're in a cardboard box or if they're in a in a in in you know we already talked about having some things that are metal they're going to rust you know you can sure give them a little spray of you know whatever oil you have around pam is a good way to do it motor oil is not because that's wd wd 40 that's what it's for it's water displacement there you go number 40 that's what it's for sure yeah. I like Pam. Uh, um, wrapping stuff. I have, and let me count, two, two motors in my yard right now. They are wrapped like freaking mummies. They are plastic wrapped. No, you're not. I have no storage. We already mentioned this. Uh, but you know, uh, you have to, I have them literally wrapped in multiple, multiple, multiple layers of plastic and tarp and things like that. Pallet um, wrap. 
palette wrap. Is oh yeah, friend. that's what the, that would you call that stuff. That's what I gave you. This it's like the giant saran wrap thing. I didn't yeah. know that's a name. Uh, yeah, this stuff is awesome. Um, turn motors every now and then. I guess I should unwrap them every now and then and turn them. Uh, um, uh, wheels and tires. Uh, wheels and tires that are stored outside are going to dry rot. Don't do that. Especially uh, race tires. Race tires don't like race cold tires. and heat cycles. They go exactly. in the basements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They hate sunlight as well. They yep. don't even like being out anywhere. Yes. Winter tires that just hold the race car up in the winter so that the uh, race tires don't have to be exposed to the elements. You can throw them under your deck. The race tires got to go to the basement. Um, and I'm going to say this, uh, rotate through your stock. First in, first out, FIFO. It is a, it's not just for restaurants anymore. Um, if you have a set of tires that are like, well, they're not the good ones anymore, then burn them off so that you can get the next set onto the old set. Okay. So, yeah, you don't want to use them on the race. That's what the test day is for. And, and that's actually, depending on the level of your team, that's a really good driver training. Send one of your more experienced, uh, trusted drivers out on a crappy set of tires and start learning what the car does when it's over the limit. That's a great way to use your old stock. Yep, and it's everywhere. Like that wheel bearing that's been kicking around in the bottom of your box for two years, use that one. Yeah. And put the new one in the box. How about yeah. that? Yep. Okay. Oh, well, so we, we bring you all this list because we've made most of these mistakes really. And we've got even quick anecdotes to prove all these. We're we're, going to birth through these kind of quick, but just stuff that has ruined our weekend. These are not specific things, but lessons for you, the listener to think about. One of the first ones is we had uh, the the first Honda Chris ever built for this team was the Wago band. And we, we just lost a hub on a weekend and the car. I never broken a hub before. I didn't know that was a thing. Even then, like the hub just sheared off who knew, right? Couldn't get one. Nobody had it. Yeah. We just talked about this. Now the Cadillac alternator, I falsely assumed because it was general motors that it would be available at every parts store, but it was very specific to that model year. So know your car and the nearest one we had, as we recorded the show last week was two days away in Salt Lake city. We got on our phones when it died seven miles later and we looked for any parts store along the route that we could even drag the car to not available. Hence it lives on a farm in Arizona. You watch our social media, you watch Jeff wrestle with the unfortunate banjo bolts on the Z at pit race. And it was, it was just, and some of them were just bad and they're one-time use items. So if you torque them once and then you go to torque them a second time after taking them off, they break. Um, and uh, at- unless you're an hour outside of Summit, your aluminum racy AN fittings are not going to be easier as easy to find as a something that came off of a regular car. So designing with regular car parts, not race parts, sometimes can be helpful. Exactly. Um, because Chris does carry all of our spares, a couple of years ago at Thompson, another Civic, uh, the, the Bob Ross uh, car. No, it's the, it was the, uh, the Spork spork sports i forget what those is not the, actually that's not their yeah, team's I'm name sorry, right the, but that's uh, what the car it, looked like yeah it's a spoon knockoff spork yeah great bunch of folks came over and they were able to finish the race because chris they won that race that's right they won they won their class it was fantastic uh but 
bear in mind also, you cannot prepare for every eventuality. Hansa had an entire drivetrain at CMP for the 24, but the clutch was installed backwards, which is a noted thing in their instruction manual. You have to go to the internet to find out the instructions are wrong. Which you or Amanda Telly. Yeah. yeah. And Roland. Or Amanda. After you, after you install it according to the instructions and it turns out it was backwards. So understand that you are trying to minimize your risk of ending your weekend early by carrying these spares, but these are by no means a guarantee. And sometimes you will have all the right parts and it's still just not going to work. And that's endurance racing. The sport will break your heart a thousand times. Uh, those of you listening on the podcast and not watching on YouTube, you're missing the cutest cat on the planet. Be interviewed by Chrissy. And the yep. cat is making no noise. She, she won't talk. <laughs> and even though I'm wagging my finger at the cat, it has no interest. She is she's, making She's this... old and mostly deaf and kind of sick, and, but she's nice. In real life, she likes oh, this, well. though, when I do this. She does. Yep. All right. I think that's it for this topic. We've beaten this one to death and we don't even have a spare. So we're going to come up with something new for next <laughs> oh, week. Oh, no. Call back. That's a comedy thing. Well done. I love that. Ha-ha. I love that. Uh, it is just the tip time. Tip. 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 Uh, tonight, Jeff is going to be giving you just the Yay! Very excited. scared the cat away with that. Yeah, really. <laughs> the, the almost deaf cat got startled by that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah. here's. Yeah, there she goes. <laughs> here's just the tip. Uh, we're all living in a virtual world. Some of us are working from home. Some of us are working from at the office and driving home and all kinds of stuff like that. Don't zoom and drive. This is worse than zoom and drive. Like being on a zoom meeting. I've done it <laughs> on video. Uh, sure. You could turn off your video uh, so anyway, so uh, recently the Ohio State Legislature has passed a law about or is in the process of passing a law to add video conferencing to their to their distracted driving. Um, I should probably do the same. Yeah. Yeah. To their distracted oh. driving rules. Uh, but that did not stop. Let me find his name. Uh, Brenner, his last name is Brenner. He is a Republican state senator and he is on the convening the Ohio control board. He is on the video call with his, the rest of the control board. Uh, I'm going to zoom in here. So he turned on a virtual background of his office so that people didn't realize he was zooming and driving, but the seatbelt makes it really <laughs> obvious. And this is the day after they voted on the don't video conference Shut while you drive. Uh, they have it on. It's a story on the drive. I will link it in the show notes. But he claims he wasn't distracted. But just look at his face there. <laughs> and you can see the car behind him. Yeah. Oh, well, House Bill 283 is still going through the Senate. Uh, this story comes from the Columbus Dis Dispatch and the Drive. Uh, Zoom does have a driving mode, by the way, where it will turn off all the features and it will just put up the words like Jeff is talking. Ohio. 
I feel like you'd be okay. I yeah. feel like you'd be okay as well. Completely he, he, agree. He basically said, I wasn't distracted. I'm a great driver. And it's just like taking a phone depends call. On what, what depends on what Ohio road you're on. Yeah. Because, yeah. dude, most of Ohio is just flat yeah. and straight and fields and nothing. Yeah, the language of the bill actually is using a mobile device for anything but navigation. So that would include video conferencing and talking on the phone. So, so you're telling us to not do that. Brenner, you're a do- I've done it. I know, I'm telling you, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't tell people not do it. Don't do it, people. That was convincing. We, I, we actually have a... Uh, a, a school-wide alert about, hey, don't Zoom and drive if you can avoid it. You can be on a Zoom meeting and off video and just talk, just like you would be on, like, voice-to-talk. Like If the guy just didn't have his seatbelt on, he would have been fine. (laughs) That is not the point. It's not just the tip. That is the (laughs) opposite of just the tip. You can call in and just be on a Zoom meeting and call in like you're on which is also still, you're still distracted because you're not driving necessarily. Your full focus is not on the road, but it's better than being on a Zoom meeting and making it look like you're sitting at your and office. wearing your seatbelt. I was in fourth graders have figured this out, but our elected state represent well, they're it's Ohio. Representatives still have to figure it out. <laughs> it's Ohio. I mean, come on now. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Anything else for that? Nope. nope. Metal's got a party waiting for him. We got to let him go. I know. I know. Uh, no. Does anybody know what we're doing next week? No. It has been a month, and we've had lots of very interesting folks reach out that want to be on the show, and we want to have you. We're going to get you, I promise. Not all of them. Spotters we don't actually want all of them, but you we know. don't. But yeah. spotters do it from the roof. Josh, uh, we're looking at you guys. It's coming. I'm going to be prepping to run Hallett with our former guest, Eric Peterson, and his son half of the apex adjacent podcast and that awesome maserati we talked about but we're gonna have a real topic but i do want to wrap it up with this one on the way here guilty i finally listened to the jeff and chrissy episode of the apex adjacent podcast and it is if i didn't know you two i would have loved it that was that's a great episode so if you haven't downloaded that one Check it out. It's, yeah. It is totally worth listening. I, I have taken to watching the Apex, Apex Adjacent podcast on YouTube because it's very visual or else you can't see the uh, – oh. and I watched this week the Chrissy Jeff episode, and I was, like, biting my nails. I was like, oh, are they going to win? And then when we talk about the ugly cry and everything. I, yeah, I had the same level of anxiety that I had at the track listening to you guys tell that story. Yeah, it was – very well done we listened in the garage while we were working on on the car so i didn't we didn't watch it but we yes. thought it was all good watch it anyway listen mental's done there. talking i'll put on the music because i figured it was going to drown him out are we all good let's say thank you for downloading us we hope you enjoyed this week's edition of everyone racers we also hope you'll join us in the world of driving racing and building because everyone can be a racer even all those people look at them all Hi, everybody. Anyway, uh, who's that talking to Donnie? I can't tell who that is. Anyway, uh, watch it on YouTube. You figure it out. Uh, Join us in the world of driving, racing, and building, because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. It's totally free. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Even if you hated us, give us five stars and tell us why. Subscribe on the YouTube. 
that'll just bring us up on the list too. Uh, if you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page or right down there in the doodly do. Just type it right down there in the doodly do. Uh, you can also email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. You can still text us 484 243-0455. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at everyone.racers. We're on Spotify. We're on wherever you can get it. We're on YouTube. So uh, just check it out. Recommend us wherever you're at. Thanks again. And until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless you got plenty of spares, then just roll that be over. <laughs> <laughs>